Hi there, and welcome to the ATS Podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Salisbury, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information to bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, we are on episode 39 today, and the topic of today is foam rolling. Mm. This is uh, probably probably still quite a contentious subject. Um, yeah, I've met physios who say they're better buoyancy aids than anything else. <laughs> buoyancy aids. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. They would do as well. They float real good. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the ones in ATS probably not because we've got the ones with the holes in them. Oh, so yeah. They probably, right. they probably don't float. But yes. Um, yeah. I find it interesting because I suppose you can kind of tie this in. We, we, you did a blog on um, the Theraguns and stuff. It's all similar theories of recovery. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of stuff gets kind of umbrellaed in the wrong yeah. category. Um, but it's pure foam rolling. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're data-wise, it's essentially completely inconclusive that they do anything. Yes. Um, however, anecdotally, within the people within our gym, mm-hmm. some people find it really helps. As an that's... example, the football boys on a Monday yeah. really helps them for the next day, whereas... Me, myself, personally, I've literally never found any benefit from foam rolling. I've, I've never felt better afterwards. Yeah, like that that kind of lines up with the literature a lot of the time. In the, <clears throat> And I think a lot of these... It's hard to... It'll be, it's kind of hard to differentiate, maybe. I don't know. But the... Um, the quite a few things have looked at... Um, they've had like two groups of people they both do like a high volume very damaging a leg day slash sprint workout and then mm-hmm. one group foam rolls afterwards and then the other group doesn't and then they recompare um mm-hmm. performance as in like ability to reperform as evidence of recovery because realistically yeah. <clears throat> that's what you that's what the practical applications would be mm-hmm. i.e the time to match or increase performance or complete next session would be quicker. Yep. And they've found an inconclusive set of data, really. Yeah. However, I think where a lot of people find value in a lot of these st- things, and this is um, like foam rolling, theraguns, dry needling, acupuncture, like dry needling, acupuncture, cupping, massage or massage is in a technically a different group i suppose so is yeah. needling and stuff and anything with human contact has its own thing but yeah. stuff that you do yourself um might genuinely just make you feel better like mm-hmm. it's similarly to use the football guides as a thing when you like the the general feeling of infla like i hate the word inflammation because bros use it as like some sort of fucking Boogeyman. It's like a fucking mentor <laughs> in yep. Harry Potter where everyone's just like, you want to avoid the inflammation, bro. It's like, well, inflammation is actually an extremely Good. yeah, it's an extremely vital part of yeah. the processes that make you one, strong, two, jacked, and three, heal injuries. Like, that's the point. Yeah. Um, however, case-by-case basis, there have been some times, especially like in-season, where you're playing games back-to-back weekends and you have midweek practices and tuesday rolls around or like wednesday morning rolls around and you know you've got practice in the evening and you still feel like a bag of smashed assholes and yep. you're like ken what i'm just gonna fucking get 
the bath absolutely chockers with cold water and chuck a bag of ice from Tesco in it or something and a bunch of salt just to get the temperature down and just sit in it like some sort of inflammatory hippo. Mm-hmm. And just tr- and unsurprisingly, the blunting of all of the soreness just by the override of all the temperature makes you feel great. <laughs> just yeah. like all the kind of signaling that sings like this is sore, this is sore. You didn't know you had this, but it's fucking sore too. And it's just all replaced with cold, and it feels great. <laughs> yeah, I don't think no, I... it helped me recover in any way. It definitely didn't like it, or it. I doubt it would be proven to improve my recovery on a performance-to-performance basis. And if it did, it might be at the cost of adaption, which is what a lot of people are finding out now, is it's very popular to do a lot of these, like, cold plunge, bro, get the cold shock proteins mm-hmm. on the go and stuff. <laughs> but people have also been like, all right, cool, let's look into this. This seems pretty, this could be a thing again. And they look into it and they're like, oh, wow, actually, like, removing a bunch of all of this inflammation, like, in a certain window post-workout is actually worse for adaptation. Like, you actually get yeah. less results. If you do it a certain, like, a much longer period away, i.e. not on the day, or before you train and not after, completely fine. Like, doesn't affect benefits of training at all. And you're like, cool. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of modalities fall into that class of will make you feel good in the short term, but don't get that twisted with recovery. Yeah, and I think short-term benefits, especially for sports, I feel more than powerlifting. Mm. Not to say that powerlifting is not a sport, because I'll get hate for that. But as in things where you need to perform the and the weight room, weight room is kind of background yeah. to that then it's really beneficial to add in because funnily enough, if you go onto a football field feeling like shit, then your performance is crap. Whereas if you do a bit of foam rolling or whatever your chosen modality is, you feel much better and you move around better, you'll perform better. And that's arguably what you're needing in that acute point of time. Yeah. Um, if you want a... So if you... Oh no, sorry, Karen. No, I was just saying, so using it in pre-season and during season can be great, but you don't want to have it as a crutch for your entire... Oh yeah, that's definitely a red flag. If you're like, I can't get through the week without several cold plunges, otherwise I'm literally just too inflamed and feel too shit to get out of bed. Like, you you need to have a look at, like, again, if you're you're like, I gotta get my cold plunge in, bro, get my cold shock proteins activated, and meanwhile you're sleeping like four hours a night and smoking reasonably constantly, there's other things you could be doing. The um, what was the other one I was gonna? Oh, I had a thought. I had a thought, but it's gone. No. Um, well, in terms of practical stuff that does work, that's super easy to do, is just low intensity walking or cycling. Yeah. Like just pump the legs, get the blood going, like get the blood circulating consistently, like raise heart rate a tiny bit, get temperature up a tiny bit, on an off day or in the morning of, and see how you feel again super easy anecdotal experiment for people who lift who are recreational gym people if you have a very hard day on a monday like one week do your monday session tuesday wake up essentially attempt to get under 3000 steps on that tuesday move as little as physically possible do as little as physically possible and see how you feel on wednesday <laughs> And then the next again week. One shots. 
yeah, <laughs> the next again week after your hard Monday session, get up on Tuesday, try to book it, like try and set yourself aside some time to do like either uh, like a low intensity walk for a decent amount of time or some like very low intensity cardio, like like warm up cardio and then stop. Don't go up anymore and then see how you feel on Wednesday morning. And I can almost 100% guarantee it will be markedly noticeably different. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Because when you just don't circulate blood and just let stuff get fucking stagnant and don't use or move it in any capacity or even lower than you normally would on like a day-to-day -day level you'll notice your ability to do stuff being impeded like the doms will be worse for longer yeah i think that's pretty much bang on yeah. um i was also gonna say you know it's bad when the uh the the theragun website the study that they use on it on the website to try and be like look how good our stuff is only shows an increase in calf dorsiflexion but there was no there was no increase in voluntary muscle contraction in the calf after yeah. a group used the theragun for five minutes or something <laughs> it's like bro that is the best of the best arguably paid yeah. for by the company yeah most biased study you could probably find and it's still like uh, the best I could do is 10% more dorsiflexion, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think that's it, unless we have any other points about that. Foam rolling specifically. Um, nope. Great life rafts, not very good warm-ups. Yeah. 